This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. May Chicago Board of Trade contracts expire Friday. It would appear that we now know what the May highs are. 775 in May corn, 1677 in May soybeans, and 734 in May KC wheat. These are candidates to be spring highs, but they're also the first place the July contracts will revisit if there are any serious weather concerns that arise this summer. There will be continuation chart gaps as oncoming July contracts are discount to the May contracts wherever the May contracts settle upon expiration tomorrow. One could argue that there are weather concerns now. The northern Corn Belt is parched and the Delta region is flooded, with forecasts for more of the same. Crops are mostly in, in the part of the heartland that is not flooded. They would be in great shape planted early if they get rain. I think that there will be stand issues in the drier areas without moisture soon. We have not experienced that in the Corn Belt in recent years. As I have noted, we have had very little subsoil moisture to sustain the crops, and support development without extremely timely, adequate rains. We've not seen anything like that since the rain stopped last summer, so it requires a pattern change. Cools Pacific Ocean temperatures off California instead pretend a lack of Corn Belt moisture ahead for the northwest half of the Corn Belt that doesn't catch the moisture flow from the Gulf. Given the early planted crops, some are modeling that farmers will have planted more corn and soybean acres at the expense of spring wheat, where there is not enough moisture to get a stand of wheat, I see low incentive to put more seed in the ground. Soybean seed is reported to be in short supply. The Dakotas were where the planting intentions added acres, and they are parched. First things first is to get what was intended growing. USDA can tabulate a survey or count inventory of grains in bins, as neither takes much analysis. It is when they have to evaluate supply and demand to make subjective forecasts where they have lagged real fundamentals. They were forecasting 6 million metric tons of corn sold to China when we knew they would take 20. They have slowed adjustments, but their numbers are still not flush with the world. They are looking for 102 million metric ton Brazilian corn crop when the truth is closer to 90 to 95 million. They seem to get it that China is going to buy our soybean production right down to pipeline supply, pretty much regardless of what we produce. Despite higher planted acres and trend yield prospects, our soybeans carryover changes very little into 2022. They are optimistic, but base circumstances in their projections on production with conservative assumptions on demand. Even so, their projected corn carryover 1.507 billion bushels is not much cushion. I am not in favor of forward pricing new crop at this much new crop discount, if at all. What is wrong with growing the crop to see what we get? If growing conditions are not optimum this summer, strong prices will persist into 2022 as the quest to find more acres continues. The current administration is going to add competition from conservation acres to the mix. USDA is using optimistic supply-demand projections and even tight year-to-year stocks very, very little. Farmers sold their 2020 production way too soon, and having done that, what I heard is we still have new crop to price. That tells me that they are eager to sell something at a profit and would be too aggressive selling new crop. We have a long growing season ahead of us, and I think that there will be weather scares, if not an actual weather event ahead. 
this perfect season that USDA is predicting is probably not the most likely scenario. Balance sheets deteriorate very quickly without that perfect growing season. While the price of grain and soy has soared from depressed levels, to this point we've seen little of what I would describe as supply rationing occur. Chinese prices have not weakened despite the imports. U.S. hog and poultry production is profitable. Ethanol production has not fallen and ethanol stocks are shrunk as gasoline supplies tighten and demand improves seasonally. Brazil will not have near the supply of corn for export that bears anticipated. Regardless of new crop conditions, the old crop supply is finite. End users have to stretch their supply to reach the harvest to get more. I do not think that the soybeans exist to avoid a significant slowdown in the crush. Crush plants will idle to do maintenance this summer. Both the market and basis have been bullish. The basis has been extremely active as end users attempt to pry physical supply loose from tough holders. Greed gets them only so far and they are ready to try fear to see if they can scare some bushels loose. I think that corrections are still buying opportunities. Thursday was a good day to buy what we call courage call options. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.